Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. The, the reasons that my marriages didn't work out had nothing to do with the fact that we were working together. You know, that being said, I think I feel a little more protective of my relationships now. You know, like I am like dating someone and I'm like, oh, put it out there just yet. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. I'm happy to talk about this live, just how much my life changed and how I felt like I was going to die. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, it's so much better now. I'm so happy. So hold on. Okay. For those of you who don't know, we're talking to Allie Webb. And I are recording. Okay. You're, you're like so much more than just the co-founder of like a bajillion dollar business, um, dry bar, which I wish we had here, but we don't I can't believe it. We don't have it. Um, and then you have other companies and you help women and you know, a lot of people, women entrepreneurs, like, I can't believe you know her. Like, I think you're a really big inspiration to a lot of women that you don't even know. So I think you should know that. 
Um, and we feel equally privileged to talk to you because what you've accomplished and how much you share is um, such an inspiration. Yeah, I think you help a lot of people feel like it's not all perfect. And I think sometimes when you see people in the industry of the billionaire club, it feels like it could be all perfect, right? Like it's a lot of, you can do it, you can do it, it's okay. And then there's mm-hmm. the honest truth between you can do it, but shit goes sideways often. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So you wrote a second book and in the process of writing the second book about your kind of the messy truth of life. And you were really open in the first time we had a podcast with you about your son having struggles and, you know, going to treatment and where he was today. Yeah. How much of your life was mirroring what you were going, like how much more have you learned? Cause I feel like there's so much you probably, when you were writing it, it was probably therapeutic in a way and led you to where you are now. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, the book, as you know, has been in progress for a while just because um, there's so much to there's so much to give back. I mean, first and foremost, I think that's like the big reason for the book is like, you know, the, the amount of people that helped me along the path the last 13 years building this amazing business and all of the things that we did. You know, it, it, the book is like chock full of stories of like lessons, I should say, more than stories of like you know, actual real tangible shit that happened and how we dealt with it and what, what I did wrong and what we did right. And like everything in between. So, you know, the book is very, it's like, for me, it's like a memoir meets business book because there are all these lessons and all these takeaways. If you're an entrepreneur or honestly, if you're just like a human in the workforce, it's not, it's not even like you have to be an entrepreneur. There's just like a lot of good business life lessons in here about, you know, being in business and how, what I think people don't talk about is like the, how intertwined it all is with like whatever's happening in our personal lives. Like you, and I used to say, you know, it's, you know, business is business and personal is personal, which is such bullshit. You know, it's such, it is so, so incredibly intertwined. And obviously like with what my son was going through a couple of years ago, who's now doing great, by the way, he's 18. He just left for college. He got a football scholarship, like bananas. so crazy. It's so crazy, you know, how much life can change and how I thought in that time. And, you know, I know we talked about this last time I was on, you know, that my, my son going off the rails and going to rehab and being suicidal and just all the things was like, you know, as you know, you guys are parents, like you can't, there's nothing worse. And I felt like I was going to die. I like spun into a pretty deep depression. Um, but I'm here to tell you on the other side of it, after a lot of blood, sweat and tears and like literally blood, sweat and tears, <laughs> literally, um, I, you know, when I thought I wasn't going to make it through that time, truly, um, on the other side, we're all so much better. He's so much better. Like it's so, I don't even mean better in the sense that he's just better. I just mean that like the evolution of him as, as a human is pretty remarkable. And the fact that it did bring me and my first husband back together in the sense of not back together, back together, but coming back together to co-parent in a really beautiful way. Cause we were really lost, you know, and we were really struggling in our, how to like move on. And I mean, it's still like messy and bumpy a little bit. Um, but there was, there, there are far more like blessings and amazing things that came out of Grant going into rehab than had he not, you know, and the fact that he's, the person he is now, so much comes from that time in his life. And I know he would, he would say that too. I mean, he's just, he's like the most evolved 18 year old 
you, you've ever met. I mean, Kelly, when you say that you were going through like such a hard time and you felt like you were going to die and you were depressed from like an outsider seeing you, maybe someone who um, worked with you, but not like not part of your family, not really, really close. Would yeah. other people have known that's what was going on or were you continuing on and looking like successful? Yes and no. I mean, the people who were in my inner circle and that's like, yes, my family, but even like the people, because, you know, Drybar was our, was such family to us, you know? And so I I had to like tell them what was going on because I had to step back from the business. And luckily, you know, and I, I've thought about this more recently, like luckily the business was in a place because this was about, I don't know, six, seven years in. And the business was in a place where we had brought in a lot of smarter people than us to run the business. And it was in a place where like it's everything didn't hinge on me and Michael anymore, which was, which is just a brilliant lesson in and of itself that it's a hard lesson and delegating and all that. But the fact that the business was in the place that it was in actually allowed me to like take a step back without the whole thing imploding really. Cause it wasn't like on my shoulders the way it had once been. So I did, you know, tell the people like, you know, obviously my brother, our CEO, the whole executive team, like I was, you know, I told, I, everybody knew what was going on. And I felt like I had to tell people because in my, in that circle, because I was like, I have to like take a beat and I have to step back and I have to deal with some shit that's happening in my life. And I need you guys to kind of pick up the slack. And I, I had, I felt, I felt it was like essential to be honest with them because you don't just step back from a business when there's like the shit hasn't hit the fan. You know what I mean? So I, and I was like grateful to them that they were like, we've got you go do what you need to do, you know? And, and that was really the sentiment, which, you know, which is such a good testament to like the people who were working with me and were around me that, you know, allowed me that space that I needed to go and deal with, you know, cause it was, it was rough. I mean, Grant, Grant was dealing with what Grant was doing. I felt like I couldn't get out of bed. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a really tough time. And, and to kind of do also to your question, like I, I did struggle in that time with like, what do I do publicly? Not that I'm, you know, Kim Kardashian and everybody really cares what I'm doing with my life. But like, you know, I was like, do I, I think that's really when being very transparent and vulnerable, like on Instagram and publicly became really important to me. And because I was like, I can't, pretend that like life is great because life is quite the opposite of great right now. So I, you know, Cam and I put out a statement that we were divorcing, which was really just because we had 5,000 employees and we were like, let's just say it and let's get it over with. And let's just tell everybody that works for us. That was the primary goal. Like, here's what's going on, you know, but that post, which was fascinating to me was like, you know, the amount of like support that came out of the woodwork from that one post was pretty, pretty amazing. And I think that that felt like a little bit of like permission or what the right word is, but to be out there and be like, you know, oh, I think people actually prefer the honest, messy stuff than the like highlight. And it's a combination, it's a uh, you know, a combination for sure. I think though also, um, like, first of all, I wanted to say how much parenthood and being a mom is like running a business in so many ways. And I think people don't, I think when you, if it, when you get your book and read it, I'm sure that the lessons can resonate. Cause I think so many people think you have to have a business or a company, but if you're someone who's trying to do anything more, actually even just parenting and run your own life, it is, it is like running a business because you're making executive decisions that impact other people and your bottom line and your household. So you know, there, so much of it impacts it, but you can't have, you can't have a leave of absence. Well, you can, but 
you you really can't. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, with a kid, you can't. Like, yeah, you're right. No. What you, It doesn't ever stop, you know? No. And of course, and then you don't have your kid all the time. And then there's something really awesome about that. <laughs> so true. And then they, I've heard the quote that you're only as good as your, your saddest or sickest child. Like you're only okay as them. With that too. And I, I think that when you share, there's so much shame around like parenting struggles and parenting woes and relationships, oh, yeah. not, not, um, continuing the way there's society tells us they should, uh, that's not the right way always. So I think that when you share the haters usually haven't been there and the mm-hmm. ones who appreciate it are so thankful they're not alone in that story. And someone who they look up to also has something that they've gone through and it's not shameful. It's just part of its life. But I did feel shame. You know, I felt like here I was building this massive business and like, you know, at the time my mom was alive and she really helped a lot with my boys. And so you know, I was off doing this thing that made me really happy. And I had a lot of conversations with my kids in those days about like trying to like, um, this was when they were much younger. I was like trying to explain to them that like, you know, a happy mommy is a better mommy, <laughs> you know? And I would say, I would have these conversations with them about my real love of what I was doing. It wasn't really like, I, it was my job, but it didn't really feel like work. And I was really like, I was so happy that I was able to do this thing that I really loved. And I was like, you know how you love playing football or baseball and like, that makes you happy. I'm like, this makes me happy to go and do this. And I feel like if I go and do the thing that makes me happy, I, I show up better for you guys. And I'm a better mom. And, and, you know, I don't know how much of that they actually grasped back then, but it was important for me that they understood why that, that working wasn't like this burden, you know, that, that I, I was lucky yeah. to work and I was lucky to do the things that I did, but there, there was a price, there is a price to pay no matter what we're doing. You know, it's like, I, I don't think I was the best version of myself as a stay at home mom. After five years of doing it, I was like, this is not, this is not it for me. You know, I, and I, listen, I, I commend moms who do it and who have, you know, the fortitude to stay home with their children because that is hard. It, like you said, it's, it's quite possibly harder than any job out there, you know, and I just, I mentally and emotionally didn't have that in me to do. And I really, really was itching to get out and do something myself, which is how the mobile business started, which, you know, led to Drybar. But all the while, while we were building that business, you know, I think there, I know there were a lot of things that I missed in my kids, things that were happening. But like, I don't know, honestly, to go back, I don't know that I would have noticed it back then either because the shit that came out for my son when he was in rehab, because they write you these like accountability letters, they write you all sorts of letters about how much you fucked up as a parent. Good times. You're like, I mean, I don't mean like I'm being facetious, but they do write you letters and they, they do tell you the things that were hard for them as a kid. And I remember reading these letters like, what is he talking about? Like, I don't what? Like, and, and, and you have to be, well, you don't have to, but I learned through a lot of therapy is like, okay, that's his perception. That may not be what you think happened or like, and cause I remember reading stuff that Grant would write and be like, that didn't happen. Like, what is he talking about? And the therapist was like, it doesn't matter lady. Like, this is how he remembers it. This is what he feels. This is, you know, and you're like, okay. You know, it's like, you don't realize, we don't realize like the things that it's mind blowing. Some of the things that we've done with our other children, how it affects the other. Ch- I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, we literally like think to ourselves, like in 10 years, 
what will their narrative be, um, which is differing differing from what the, what narrative we're trying to give them every what, day of their life. What we thought we've lived with them, and then they're like, because you know they hold on to something and they remind you, and you're like, you remember that? Like that? That, that was remember? one second in our lives. That's what you're holding on to. I do. It's it's fascinating because just to give you a little bit of an example, like my younger son Kit who's now 16 and Grant's 18. You know, Grant was always like the easy one, people pleaser, super like agreeable, you know, quote unquote, great, easy kid. Kit was like opposite in every way. Everything was an argument, couldn't teach him anything, totally unagreeable, could never spring anything on him, even if it was like fucking Disneyland. Like the kid was very different. And I was like, so didn't know how to deal with him. And Grant was like, seemingly a walk in the park. Well, Kit got a lot of like our frustration because he wasn't easy, you know? And so long story short, I mean, it would affect Grant negatively. Like we were always on Kit's ass and, and that affected Grant negatively. And he didn't like the way it felt to be like the star kid and to be the golden child and to be the the good one. one. And that really negatively affected him. And the way we treated Kit really bothered him. I mean, it's, you know, I'm just giving very high level and there's a lot. Yeah, that's of- a really good example. It's something so you don't like, consider. Like you were good over here. Why, why do you care what happened to Kit? You know, it's like yeah. Kit's brother and like Kit is, and him were, were close and just the, the dynamic of Kit getting in trouble all the time really negatively affected him, which by the way, in retrospect, like my brother was like the overachiever and my brother was like, you know, my business partner in dry bar and all that. He he was the one who was either always in trouble or always being praised. And as a result, I was the kid in the corner, the wallflower taking it all in. And that was in later in life. I'm realizing how like I didn't feel very seen as a kid. And I felt like very like, you know, it was always like, you know, don't worry about Allie. Allie's like quiet and whatever. But I was sitting, you know, now I realize, it. I mean, it's just amazing the things that we don't realize affect us as kids and our kids as kids. And you will find some interesting, I bet you in 10 years, like you said, you'll find some interesting information in you and you will be like, didn't see that one coming. You know? oh, yeah. I, my, I, my I hear my brothers talk about some things and I'm like, what? I don't, that's not, that's not the way it was. And, yeah, and then exactly. there's school, there are core memories at school that they come out with. And you're like, I cannot believe you never told me that, that that happened. You know, you're like, what? I, I do think though, like hindsight, cause not that you're, we're never through anything, but I feel like you thought you had hindsight when we met you last time. Like it felt like you thought you had hindsight, but now I feel like you really have hindsight where you can look back and almost see the big picture of what maybe it's like, you can watch and see yourself of what was happened. Like you're, it's not happening. It happened. And now you're in a different place. Is that like fair to say? A hundred percent. I mean, do you remember what, what, where was that last year? It was like a year ago. No, I feel like it was two years. I feel like it was two years it ago. It was like a week before your wedding. Oh my God. Okay. Ah, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, shit. It's crazy. It, life is so crazy. How, how quickly it all changes. Um, I- you know, yeah. it's great. It's great. It's crazy. You say that because I feel I was, we were just talking this, we were on tour this past weekend and I was like, is, is a crazy question. And obviously it's, it's not a real one. I was like, is life just going to be like this from now until, <laughs> you know, forever. And then we were talking about all the things that could happen in such a short amount of time that 
is big and change. I just, I can't imagine what some of these things are going to be, but obviously they're going to come. Yeah. And it happens so fast. You look yeah. different though. You know that, right? Like you look that, like you look different. Like you look, you look so much more. It's so weird, but you look so peaceful. Like you look like fresh. You look so fresh. Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. You look like a different person. Is that crazy? Your hair looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I, you know, it is, it is crazy. I do think that I, as as cliche as it sounds, like, I think I really went through some sort of like metamorphosis in the last six months. I mean, you know, again, if if you have followed me or anybody, I don't know, I don't know what your audience is. And I don't, I don't know if they know. I mean, there are a lot of moms. Yeah. I think a lot of them do. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I like. I was getting married a week before I did your podcast and I got married and, you know, a few days shy of our year anniversary, we split up and, um, it, it floored me. Like I didn't see it coming. And I was like, you know, just speechless (laughs) truly because I, I, you know, I was deeply in love with this man. Um, but to your point, and, and thank you for the kind words. You know, it's it's really trippy. It's it's like the best word I can think of. How you know you think, and I think I got very spiritual in that time and very into God. And my son is like studying theology, and I think we kind of like ride the coattails of our children in some ways. At least I do. And Grant really like opened my eyes to to God and prayer and you know, believing in something bigger than myself for sure. And, you know, what I thought was going to kill me, you know, ended up being like the biggest, potentially the biggest blessing of my life. I mean, the things that I've learned about myself through this breakup are just astonishing. And and that's what I think probably what you're seeing and certainly what I'm feeling is like, the, you know, I was so caught up in this like love affair that, that, really just moved way too fast. And we didn't, you know, it was like five, we met five months before COVID. So like, you know, the, the, it didn't, it didn't like progress at a normal speed. It progressed at a much faster speed. And, and part of that was that we were, you know, deeply like passionately in love very quickly. And we didn't stop and really think about the things that the life that we were going to have together. And like, you know, and the second half of your life is so different than the first. I mean, I think it's fair to say the first half, we're like looking for a husband. We want to have kids, you know, and it's just like, we're going to build a family. The second half of your life, at least for me, you know, my kids were older, his kids were younger. We were, we were very misaligned in our like life goals and missions and all of that, which we didn't stop thinking about because we were both, we were so over the top in love, but I'm here to tell you, love isn't always enough, you know, and that was really what it was for us, more or less, you know, we were just misaligned in in several areas, but it it had, it, it like beckoned me to the surface to like, or to go deep, I should say, to like, see the things that, you know, the person that I had become who I didn't really like. You know, I mean, there were thoughts, I had gone through this phase after my first divorce, where I felt like I softened. And then I met Adrian and, you know, and I kind of like fell into him and I don't think I, I don't, I say, I don't think I know I didn't like find my own independence and inner strength and all these things. I kind of found it through him and he's really inspiring and he's a coach and he's all these great things. And then I just kind of got, I kind of lost myself, you know, and 
this divorce, this breakup forced me to like go find myself. And I didn't want to, I was like kicking and screaming. This is not what I want. I, this is not what I want, you know, but then through it all, I've just discovered such a different side of myself. Like I said, that I like so much better than who I was with him, you know? And so you're lucky. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com You're lucky. Like yeah. You're lucky you got in a way because that's the number lucky. one thing we hear from every mom and woman is like, I don't know how to find myself. Like, cause if you're in a situation where you don't have the space to do it, right? Like you, I mean, I think so much we show up to achieve things in life rather than figure out who we are. Like the number one thing is, okay, achieve this, achieve this, achieve this. And then you're successful yeah. rather than like really success is knowing who you are. And that seems to come so much later in life when women are so done putting up with everyone else's shit. And they're like, well, who am I? Like, what do I want? And it really is hard. Like a lot of them are like, what do I, what do I want? What do I do? And it sounds scary, but it also, from someone who has been there, I am guessing it's actually um, really exciting too. After it's done. It, it is. It, it is. A, yes. I mean, I can now say what used to feel like fear and anxiety is like, excitement for like what's coming next. Like now it's like exciting, but it didn't, that didn't happen right away. And, and, you know, and I, the fact that you say, you know, women are like, I don't know how to find myself. And I really can relate to that, you know, and it's like, (laughs) first of all, make sure you have a really good group of women around you, which, you know, my very best friend in the world, her name is Paige. And, you know, she, (laughs) I even said to her, because I'm doing so much better now, I, I said to her just this weekend, I was like, I ha- kind of been like not texting her as much and like giving her some space for me because I was like, I just feel like maybe you need a break from me because I was like so needy for so long, which, but you know, and she's like, I don't need a break. I'm like, but I think you probably do, you know, because I would text her constantly because I was so, you know, I was so sad and down and lonely and didn't like know how to, I didn't like know how to deal with myself. I was like uncomfortable in my own skin, you know? So I think that's like, number one is like finding that person who's going to, and she was, you know, she was willing. And I'm so lucky that I have 
a best friend like that. And, 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 a, and an army of girlfriends truly who were like showing up at my house, you know, letting me cry in their laps. And like, I had all of that, you know, and, and I, I went in kicking and screaming to like, you know, reading books. Like, I don't know if you know who Brianna Weist is. Have you guys discovered her? No. Amazing. Life change. Her shit is life changing. Her, she's got a book called like, the first one I read was 101 essays that'll change your life, which is a really great title. And she's just so, I mean, she's just so, I, I can't, I don't know how to explain her. You got to You got to check out some of her stuff. I mean, she's, she's the way she summarizes like the things that we're going through and like life changes and all of that is just, it was really helpful to me. And you know, that, and like, I have a repertoire of, of books and things that I read. And I just like, I would, you know, peel myself off the ground and listen to books that were inspiring just to have like something in, you know, in my ear that was like a little bit motivating and inspiring. And I would cry and cry and cry. And, you know, and I was, you know, but I think I just had to go through all of that to yeah. like to the other side. And I didn't, you know, and I'm such a, like a fast tracker and I'm such a like, you know, overachiever. And so I was like, I'd like the shortcut version. And, yeah. and, all, and in all, in all fairness, I mean, I'm only six months out of our breakup and, you know, I'll be a little bit on the quick side, feel a little better of dating again. Like I'm, I'm back, you know? Um- when you said it, one, so, I, so one of the chapters says, and, it, and I've got questions because I, admittedly, I have not read it, but when business is booming, there's going to be a divorce. Yeah. Immediately, it makes me think, and you, you'll have to tell us sort of what that chapter is about, but we have often watched um, some successful women as they become more successful get divorced. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, you know, it's interesting because. When, you know, I think when, when, I mean, like, gosh, there's so much to say on that as, as women, I think, but I hate to just stereotype it as women. I think both women and men, it's like when you, when you, when you receive a lot of success and when you catapulted yourself to a certain place, you know, it's, it can be hard for a partner, you know, to. It can be hard for a partner, but, but that's not really the point. I think it's like, for me, um, and you know, from my experience, like that's, you can really lose yourself in that success, I think is the best way to, to put it, you know? And I think the, one of the biggest things that I learned along the way during all of this was like, and this is like a very vulnerable lesson, but like, you know, the, all the success of dry bar, and I'm sure anybody who has any kind of success, you know, it's a, it's a total high, it's a total drug, you know, it's like, at least in my experience, it was, you know, where it's like, you're getting lots of accolades, you're getting a lot of access, like people are really excited about you. And, and that was my experience, you know, it was like on magazine covers and on Shark Tank and doing all this really cool shit, you know? And you're like, oh, this is what makes me feel good. Like, this feels so good, you know? And it does. But then you're like, that starts to wear off, which it did, you know? And as we sold Drybar and as I winded down my involvement from Drybar, it's like, well, where does that, where's that high going to come from now? You know? And it's like, which, which by the way, goes back to what I was saying about finding myself and like being, being so okay with who you are and not needing like, like a drug that, you know, praise and you're so great and you did this and you're so this and you're so that, you know, to the point where like, and again, this is a pretty embarrassing story, but like, you know, I remember going through a phase where, you know, I wasn't as like 
forefront anymore because we'd sold dry bar. And, you know, I, re- I remember being at a party where like, it was like for a launch of some brand and the founder was really young and like every, I didn't really know a lot of people. And I was like, I feel really fucking irrelevant at this party. And I, and I was like, nobody really knew who I was. And, and I remember feeling like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not important anymore. And unless you introduce me as the founder of Drybar, people aren't going to really know who I am. And then I was like annoyed if someone didn't introduce me as that. And then I was like, that is, I don't want to be that person. Like, I don't want to just be liked and know liked really because of because of what I've done in the world. I want to be like liked and known for like who I am. And that doesn't need to be on a massive stage the way it was for Drybar. You know, so fast forward to a relationship when, you know, when I had met Adrian, I was just coming off of like selling dry bar, so many life changes. And I was looking to him to like, I only know this in retrospect, by the way, although he did kind of try to tell me and I didn't totally get it, you know, but I was looking to him to like fill me up, you know, and to like be that thing that gives me all the praise and, and accolades and all the things that I had gotten. So, you know, that so comfy in. And then I, you know, and now I realized that like, first of all, I don't even want that anymore now on the other side. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm so proud of dry bar and what I've done. And like, I'm so proud of this book. And and while I was like in the beginning, deeply attached to becoming a New York times bestseller, which yes, of course I hope that happens, but like, I don't care if it doesn't, you know, I'm not attached to it anymore. And I've worked really hard to break that attachment, which it's, it's like always going to be a thing for me, I'm sure. But cause it, cause it is intoxicating. And when you, when you get a lot of praise and when people are like telling you really great things about yourself it feels good, you know, but one of the things that I've learned from a lot of people that I admire, you know, I, I, I actually heard Kobe Bryant in an interview, you know, that he was talking about, like, somebody asked the question, like, how does it feel to be the best? I'm paraphrasing. I might not get this totally right. So any Kobe friend fans out there, don't quote me, but something's the point or somebody was asking him, like, you know, how do you like, how does it feel to be the best? Or do you want to be the best? Something about being the best. And his answer was like, I just want to stay in the like, you know, not let the highs like affect me too much or the lows, you know, something along that lines. And I heard Gary Vee talking about that once too, as like a highly polarizing person who you either love or hate, you know, his point was like, I I don't want to care so much that you love me. I also don't want to care so much that you might hate me. I just want to like be here. And that has been like a life goal for me. And that I, that's really developed in the last six months of like, just, just be comfortable in the middle, <laughs> you know, yeah. of, like don't need the, the, the major praise and stuff. And don't also get like down when like, nobody knows who you are or cares who you are. It doesn't matter. You know? Yeah. So I think that that's, that that's, you know, the whole thing with like success is it's a little bit of a, a wild beast, you know, it's like, it's amazing and it can be great, but how you, how you take it in and how you treat people around you. And I guess at the end of the day, it also comes down to just being really humble and not allowing the success to dictate like who you are inside. Mm-hmm. In the book, it's the messy truth. And you, um, have lots of, uh, details in there that are, you know, to some people, private details of your personal life. Was there anything that was off limits? And did you have to, I'm assuming the answer is yes, but talk to your children and your ex about what was put in there? Yeah. I mean, both of, both of my ex-husbands read the book, um, and gave me their, you know, okay with it, you know, especially Cam, you know, Adrian's not in the book a ton, but, um, you know, Cam, 
obviously we spent 16 years together and I, I sent him the book before I sent it to, you know, the final to the publisher and said, have at it, you know, it's not, if there's anything you want me to take out. And there were, there were a few things that he wanted adjusted and taken out and a few things that, you know, back to like what we were saying earlier about perspective, he was like, I don't really remember that that way. And I was like, you know, really? But anyways, so yes, I did, I did um, get his, you know, blessing on it as well as Grant, you know, that was a big conversation with Grant. Cause obviously there's a whole chapter that's just about him and his, you know, recovery and all of that. And he, you know, God bless him was like, I, I hope this book helps other kids, you know, and if, and I'm, I'm more than happy to put it out there and talk about it because I think it's important you know, this is his perspective on it to, you know, to show, but I'll tell you Grant's chapter went back and forth several times, you know, because he was, he was pretty like hard on me. He's like, you know, the very, the very when I first showed him the chapter, he's like, it sounds a little victim me, mom. And I was like, okay, amazing. <laughs> I'll go back and, and I will, you know, and that was hard feedback to hear. Cause I was like, you know, cause his, his thing, he felt like, and I hope the chapter doesn't read like this now, you know, I mean, he felt like I was like, oh, this all happened to me. You know, he was like, it didn't happen to you. Like you were, you were a contributor too, you know? And it was like, I didn't just happen to have a kid who was like, you know, going off the rails and smoking pot and doing all the things he was doing, like as if I had nothing to do with that. I did, you know, it was choices that I made too, not completely, but it was, it was both and, you know? And so I, you know, and I really respect that he, you know, made me edit that chapter many times before it hit. Yeah. Well, that chapter also in your story can not only, um, you know, help other kids, but help some moms who are going through it or will go through it or know someone who's going through it to have to see how someone else navigated it. Yeah. And and by the way, there are so many people going through it. And anytime yeah. I talk about this stuff, whether it's in a group of friends or like this or wherever, I inevitably get a bunch of people who reach out to me like, hey, you know, my sister's kid is going through this or my kid or this and that. And it's like, Nobody wants to talk about it because we yeah. feel like, you know, like we're failures in some way because our kids, you know, and, and like I said, I do think I had some contribution to what happened to Grant, but I also think this was Grant's path too, you know, and it's like, it, it's, it is what it is. And like, <laughs> the sooner we can all like air a little bit of like what's yeah. really happening in our lives and like stop living under the facade, you know? And, and I think what was also interesting for me is like when, when things have started to hit the fan and I think I even told you guys, like, I just want to like put it out there because I just want to be like transparent and be able to talk about it. You know, when people ask me now I'm in such a better place, but when I was really in it and people like ask me how I am, I'm like, not good. You don't have to hear why, but here's, this is all I'm capable of talking about right now. Because I'm going to cry. And like, if you're going to ask me how things are, I'm going to break down. I just, that's just where I am right now. It's not going to, where I'm always going to be. And luckily not where I am today. But at that, you know, there was about four months that if you had seen me and talked to me, I would have started crying. And that's just where I was. And I wanted to let myself go through that versus, you know, this putting up this facade of like, no, no, everything's okay. I just, I just don't really believe in that. Don't you ever think you get to a point where you're just tired? Like, you're like I can't you're, take it. Like, you're so tired because exactly. parenting. You're just like, I'm not fucking okay. Like, got it. Like, I'm not good. It's like so yeah. hard to be okay for other people because so often that's what we feel we have to do, right? Is be okay for everyone else because if yeah. we're not, then that's what people expect of us is like to be this part. Like, 
probably back to your childhood that we all have to be okay all the time. And then we're not. So then, you know, and then if you break down to like, you see a friend you haven't seen in a while and you break down, it immediately like takes all the bullshit away. And you end up in this like really beautiful conversation with her because you were open and vulnerable. Like, can you imagine if the world was like that? You know, it, would, it should be like our obligation to share our messy truth, especially with women as part of like this team that we're on. It's like you have to share because otherwise someone's sitting there alone and feeling so isolated and it's like it's not happening to anyone else. Do you say anything um, in the book? Um, because obviously you um, ran uh, ran the drive bar, started the drive bar and your husband was a part a part of that. And then your next husband, you also worked with him. What would be, do you have any advice on like, if working with family or partners to do or not to do? I know, I know it looks bad and like, well, well, but I mean, just even like the the way you said it, not that you said it bad, but just like, oh, because I make jokes all the time because it's so funny. Like, Especially like if I'm speaking at something, I'm like, and somebody asks something about like divorce, like family and husbands. I'm like, well, I'm clearly not the person to ask. And by the way, I also have had a lot of like, and obviously I'm still in right in front of you working this out of like, oh, I'm divorced twice now, which I have a lot of shame about fucking being divorced once, you know? And so now I'm like, oh my God, I'm divorced twice. And, and that, you know, and how that feels, but all that aside, like there, there's not a bone in my body that feels any regret for any of it. You know, it's like the Cam and I didn't get divorced because we worked together. And, and in fact, Cam and I probably stayed together a lot longer because we totally. worked. Together. And it clearly was successful. And it was successful. I mean, you know, as much as like that marriage wasn't the right thing in a lot of ways, it was also like we have like I, I the most amazing children. We, I built them. We mo- built this amazing, lovely, successful business. And we're still pretty good friends, you know? And and now I know in retrospect too, which is crazy, you don't see this in the moment, but like I completely modeled my parents' relationship, which was a total friendship, not like a romantic connection, which I, they got divorced later in life. We were like, what? How did I miss that, you know? <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and even like, you know, working with my brother and we're working on a big new project right now that has to do with hair, which you'll hear about soon. Um, but, you know, we 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 all worked really well together. And even like the stuff that I did with Adrian was really beautiful too. I mean, it just wasn't the, the reasons that my marriages didn't work out had nothing to do with the fact that we were working together. You know, that being said, I think I feel a little more protective of my relationships now, you know, like I am like dating someone and I'm like, well, let's put it out there just yet. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Because I don't know what happened. I know. People say that like dating after divorce is so hard. It's so hard to find someone. There's no one out there. We're looking at six months and you're already talking about a specific person. Like that can't have been hard for you. Did you get a matchmaker like before? Um, I did. I, I mean, I've, I've had some conversations with the three-day rule again, but like, Hey guys, like what happened? Like you owe me, you know, like joking, but, um, but you know, I, you know, I just felt like part of, I think part of, I know people, people are probably like rolling their eyes and saying like six months feels a little soon. No, you know? but I just felt like I got to the point where I was like, I had, I felt like I had like learned so much about myself and I kind of wanted to take it for like a test drive, you know, I'm like, let's see what this feels like out in the world, you know? And, and so, yeah, I, I surprisingly met somebody, um, through an app and it just was like, you know, I mean, it's very, very early and who knows what's going to be and whatever, but it's, it, it's interesting to really like, I, it's, it's such an interesting experiment for me. And I would say this to him, just it's not like it's like a big secret, but it's like, I feel like, oh, I see, I see things that I was doing before that I'm not doing now. And I see a, ver- a very different, very different version of myself than I've ever had before. And the fact that I'm not like, so my whole life, truly my whole life, I always wanted to have a boyfriend. I always wanted to have a husband. I was always like, I need a person. I need a person. And and there is still a piece of me that feels a little bit like that, but I think I don't feel like I need it. I want it and I like it. I like having a partner. I like having a person. I like having sex. I like all those things, but I don't like need it. And I don't feel the like tight grip to needing it that I always have. And that to me is a huge growth for me. Like to be able to be like, yeah, I like this guy. We'll see what happens. I'm not like, oh my God, is he going to be my boyfriend? Like, is this going to, you know, so that's one of the many differences. You're choosing him rather than needing him. That's a very different relationship when you choose them and you don't need them there because then you're it's a power of choice rather than the power of I have mm-hmm. to have yeah I will exactly and I feel like I'm I'm doing things for myself I'm keep I'm, I'm very conscious to like not lose myself this time I mean I'm trying you when know, does, when does this book come out I feel like it's going to be such a good read and everyone's going to follow you now for your adventures where where when where your adventures yes I am where when what, where should everyone go? Well, the best, I mean, you can go anywhere you get books like Amazon or whatever, or you can go to my website, aliweb.com. And, you know, and I do have a lot of like other businesses, you know, we have squeeze the massage concept. I think we talked about last time I was yep. on, and I just started a mastermind called the blueprint, which is like where females can come and like, not just females, I guess we haven't had a guy, but we just started the first, you know, kind of cohort. And we kicked it off a nap book a few weeks ago. And it's like a six months container where if you want to learn from me and Jacqueline Johnson, who started creating cultivate, I'm sure, you know, her, yeah. um, you know, where women can come and like, you know, who are at a certain point in their business, I want to like learn how to grow and whatever, which again is like very in line with 
where I'm at of like wanting to give back. And, you know, so I have all these like fun projects that I'm working on that are very fulfilling to me, which is also part of like my own, like staying really in my own independent lane and not like, you know, being like, oh, everything is because of a man, you know? Um, but anyways, you can find all of the stuff that I'm doing on my Instagram is a great hub for all of it too, which is just Ali web, um, where I, the blueprint and the businesses and the announcements and all that good stuff is by the book. Your event looked amazing, by the way, it was beautiful. It looked amazing. It looked joyous. It looked really yeah. joyous. We should get you guys out. Oh my God. Yeah. We should totally get you guys out. Yeah. Well, anytime. Yes. Because we're starting the next one up in April of next year. So that gives us time to plan and be, oh my God, they yes. would love you guys. Yeah. That's a yes. So yes, let's okay. do that. And okay. you're going to take pre-order now. Yeah. So the book is out on, I don't know when this is going to air, hopefully like around lunchtime, but it's, like, it's, you the, want. it's the date that you guys wanted it to air is the okay. day that it's <laughs> you guys, yes. Well, yeah, it's 11, 14, November 14th, that it's officially on sale, but you can you know, if you, if it's not, I don't remember what date, but 11, 14. Pre-sale matters, Allie. Pre-sale matters for New York. Well, I, know, I just don't know when it's airing, but yes, I mean, pre-sale definitely matters. And we're trying, I mean, I'm, you know, it's funny. Cause I, 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 like I said, the first two months of like my separation, I was like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Like, I know. And then I, then I, you know, came back to it in the last like two months, like my, my amazing, amazing team have been rallying and I'm, you know, catching up because I missed a couple of months. Cause I was like, I just can't do anything right now. And now I'm excited to be out talking about it for money. Cause I th- I'm really proud of the book and I think it's going to help a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So it feels you. like it sounds like it's for like any woman ever, whether you're a business owner or if you're a mother or if you're any of those things. The Messy Truth is um, officially available for pre-order now. It launches uh, November 14th to 16th. And right now, people listening to it, this is the 16th. So hmm. so this is the second. It launched. Yeah, it launched. And, you know, you were you made me think I was crazy for a minute because you were drinking a white cup and then I saw your white cup turn red and I was like, uh, did I just, are they the same? Oh my God. You were freaking me out in the beginning. Coffee and lemon water. Oh my gosh. I thought I was Doesn't crazy Doesn't it change the taste of the coffee when you drink the lemon water? Did what? What? It, it changes the taste. The lemon water changes the taste of the coffee, no? Probably, but it's like my, a, a woman, this amazing woman I'm working with is like, you have to drink lemon water in the morning, which I drank most of it already. But I was like, you know, and then I also have this, which is like a, like a mineral water. I mean, I'm big in liquids. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Cleanse the soul. It's like, and you got, you know, I got it. She's like hydration, hydration, hydration. And apparently just drinking water is not enough. Like you need, yes, yeah, we heard. Because the water just goes in and out, you pee it out, and it doesn't have to do anything. clear all your electrolytes out, which is what you don't want to do. Not that I'm, you know, not that I'm qualified to talk about that, but I do find it all really fascinating. Yeah, so do we. Uh, well, we can't wait for uh, April 2024. And mm-hmm. um, thank you for right. making time for us. Really, we thank appreciate you. it so much. And we can't wait to watch the next phase. Yeah, lots of, lots of things coming. So I'm, I'm very excited and super grateful for you guys having me on truly thank you so anytime. much anytime anytime we can't wait for the launch good Bye, luck guys. You bye guys bye <laughs> bye